You're listening to Around Comics. Comics. You're also watching Around Comics, episode 416, uh, Lazy Thursday. The Thursday, I don't know. It's, I've not been lazy today. You no, know, you went to a baseball game today. I did. Brewers home opener. They uh, kicked the Cardinals ass. Oh, did they? I didn't. I didn't oh, yeah, see. it was bad. Uh, well, that's because you were there. I mean, that's... It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my winning percent. Yeah. If, if my winning percentage, if I were a manager, I would have been fired before the All-Star break. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Brian Salazar. That's Christopher Neesman. Thomas Caters is unwell. He has got the flu and is not here today. It's just us. And it is the flu. He got tested. He did get tested. It's just, just the just flu. The flu. My, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to go, I was supposed to go to my brother-in-law's uh, this Sunday for Easter. And uh, his wife started back at work in the office this week and got a message today. Oh, you were in a meeting with someone that had COVID. <laughs> So now nice. we're not sure about Easter. We're not sure what's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I mean, we're in this like very. I feel like we are in this very weird in between place. I just went with like you know forty four thousand of my best friends. You know, down at uh, old uh, Amfan Field. It's, yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah, and I then know. here it's like, oh, you know, I may not be able to go see my family this weekend. Right? And I, yeah, I it's still weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's still weird. All right, enough of that talk. Uh, hey, yeah. Stephen Orr is on the uh, the chat line there. He says, hi, a long-time listener, first-time watcher. What's up, Stephen? He does wow. He does a good maybe, maybe, What What was his reaction when he saw us for the first time? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa, those guys. Stephen does a really good podcast. Uh, he's one of the most prolific podcasters, uh, comic book podcasters out there. The guy... I think he has like more podcasts than me. I mean, that's he pa- he pa- passed up David Price. David, <laughs> does David have more than what does David do other than? Uh, oh, he was, yeah, he did like three or four. Did he? Oh, my wow. goodness. Yeah. And he was a podcast whore. It's, yeah, he would be on, he was the first guest on our show. <laughs> that's right. This is true. This is true. But yeah, Stephen does, uh, he does a bunch of uh, podcast stuff. So check that out. Check that out sometime. If you're, if you're not listening to Around Comics. Yeah, there you go. Stephen or else, I believe, is one of his podcasts. At least one of them. Uh, what's going on, man? Other than other than watching the Cardinals lose, Pujols yeah, had a home run. His what was it? Nine thousand. Oh yeah, his, yeah. His, his first game. Uh, it was his six hundred and eightieth. It was his first home run as a Cardinal since two thousand eleven. Wow. Big, big I actually I wore the I wore the. Pujols jersey today. Very That's nice. A, I looked at my wife and I said, "Yes, yeah, the first time in in eleven years I've worn this jersey." What are uh, what are not to not to you know continue mm-hmm. the baseball? I mean, this is what we do. We talk baseball when <laughs> we're supposed to be talking comics. But what uh, baseball comics movies? What are Milwaukee fans like when they see a visiting fan in the stands? Are they very polite? Are they? I know, like I've been to Minnesota as a White Sox fan, and yeah. you can just feel the 
passive aggressiveness. I mean, no, no, um, that's what it's, that's 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 upper Midwest nice. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the you know that's the yeah they want to say something. Just they just there's to. no way they're gonna. But yeah, um, uh, Brewers fans that they're kind of like White Sox fans when a Cardinal fan is is at a White Sox game. Um, it's kind of like. I've got to give you a little shit just because that's what is expected. Yeah, right. But it's good nature. It's not like it used to be back in the back in the eighties, nineties. If you came to you know, especially when you came to Comiskey Park, the original oh, Comiskey or, or County. I bet. Yeah, yeah, and then it was uh, you know you're taking your life in your hands. I think at that point, if yeah. you if yeah. you were, yeah, Brewers fans are cool. Really, honestly, they're Brewers fans are like White Sox fans <laughs> because we have a we all have a shared hatred of the Cubs. This is true. This is true. The Brewers fans, pretty. I hear that. If there's one thing I hear more often than than anything is, at least you're not a Cubs fan. I do enjoy Cub fans when the White Sox are clearly the better team because Cub fans are so passionate and uninformed for the most part. They're more than willing. <laughs> they're more than willing to make bets on their team, even though you know the White Sox are clearly. A, oh yeah, in a better place as an organization. You know. Yeah, if you're if a Cub fan is taking any bets on their team being better than the Sox or Cardinals or Brewers or a lot of other teams, they're 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 separating themselves <laughs> from their money. Their <laughs> yeah, they're not good. All right, all right. Enough, enough, enough baseball. baseball. Enough baseball. Around baseball. Um, that's our other podcast. But um, we should talk about our other podcast because um, we're not going to be recording it this weekend. Uh, Sal and I do ACTV, A-C-T-V. which is part of our, our Patreon program. Oh, and I got and, lots uh, of TV to talk about, too. I know. And I was thinking, it's like, hey, since we're not recording that on Sunday, we can talk a little TV tonight. So we're not taking away. We could. Yeah. From ACTV. Yeah, yeah. Can, we talk, can we talk about, you? first of all, your suggestion from last week I, I told Marta today, I have like three favorite shows that I'm watching right now. And if you had me, you know, say which was my favorite, I, I would be hard pressed between Winning Time, uh, Minx, and Slow Horses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goddamn Slow Horses is good. Yeah, that, I knew that show was all you. I mean, that was oh, as yeah. soon as I saw it. I mean, Gary. You're right. Chris, <laughs> this is Chris's. Gary, jam. I mean, it's Gary Oldman Gary. as a burnt out old spy. Like, how do you not watch that? Yeah. yeah you know. He is. Such an asshole. I mean, like me. It's fucking mean. <laughs> the first episode when he's like the guy. All right. So to give people, if you haven't seen the show Slow Horses, it's on Apple TV, right? Is it Apple TV? Apple TV. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, about a, a MI6 British spy agent dude who gets in trouble and he gets sent to like the doghouse agency, which is run by burnt out old miserable Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. And he, Slow House. Yes. And he just he. Hey, he hates you as soon as you walk in the door because you must have done something to fuck up because he yeah, did, sure. and that's why he's there. At least this, you know, we assume he is. Um, and this young Asian guy comes in and he's like making him go through garbage for no reason and, and just well, oh, well, that for yeah, what you think, think is no reason, but yeah, and and he's and the thing is he's not hiding. He's like, no, I don't like. Yeah, you. yeah it's like you, 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 this isn't because of anything other than I just don't like you, and that's what he yeah. tells him right off the bat. It's just like, okay, all right. <laughs> so the guy, it's it's River Cartwright is the I the I don't know the characters. It's I, I describe him as if Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise had a baby. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good description. Yeah, yeah. He's right. He's, he's good looking, kind of leading man look, looks, but has a bit of. Uh, he's like the most. He's the most handsome version of Simon Pegg you could ever think of. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, well, he's British. You know, they they only yep. get so handsome. I mean, what right. you know? Who's the most right. handsome British guy you, you know out there? I don't know. I like. Uh, I can't even think of any handsome Benedict Cumberbatch. He's not ex- exactly, you know, gorgeous. Well, real, I, I would say Harry Styles. Oh, uh, no, um, uh, Superman, uh, Witcher. Um, oh, he- Henry. Uh, is it Henry? Yeah. yeah. Henry something. Cavill. Carvel. Carvel. Yeah. He's pretty. He's he's pretty chiseled looking guy. Yeah, he's classically handsome. I would say. Yeah, I would say. Maybe almost as handsome as me, but well, I mean know, that's you know, you know it's a tie. It's a tie for sure. It's Hugh Grant, but no, yeah, Hugh Grant back in the back day. In the- but no, man, Gary Oldman is so good in this. But the whole cast, yeah, is great. I mean, Kristen Scott Thomas is in this. I there was a moment in the last episode that I was watching where uh, two of the the characters, and I haven't really caught on all their names, but two of the characters are kind of sneaking back into the office for a little you know, fooling around kind of thing. And, little, and little hide the wookie. Yeah, and and I, there was just something about the scene that was like, you know, how much fun can you have with a group of like sh- kind of shitty spies? You know, and yeah. that's what it was just like, they're, right. they're still very well trained. They're just kind of fucked up or, or, they're, or they're lazy or they're just arrogant or, you know, whatever. They have flaws, but they're yeah. all still pretty well trained, so it's like they, they, it makes them interesting characters. What like in the news when you hear about someone who was responsible for a huge security leak, or yeah. <laughs> you know missed the uh, intel on asshole? a terrorist, or that kind, of, you know that kind of stuff. That is, this is what happens to the people that 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 you know happens to. Right. It's like the, the one character, you know, the guy he uh, he left a top secret document on a train. Mm, yeah, you know, it, it happens to the best of them. Right. <laughs> these are these are you know not 007s. These are the uh, no. this is <laughs> the these are the administrative shit. these are the administrative people who kind of fucked up. You know, <laughs> yeah. even though uh, uh, Rivers a, a field agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you get the feeling like some of them were, you know, maybe on track to be uh, better, but yeah, along the line, along the way something went wrong and yeah. now they're stuck but, here. Yeah, and that's what I love about it is that there's lots of, you know, little hints at larger stories like the the gal who's basically the administrative assistant. You know, so her husband killed himself and Lamb is connected to it some way. Right, right. No, and um, you know the 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 uh, tech guy. The, oh the yeah, hacker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, you know, d- does he even know why he's there? He doesn't know why. I don't he's think there. so. No, he doesn't know why. He's, he, there. he's the only he one that doesn't know. He knows why, but he doesn't yeah. know why. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we don't know. Like it's like at first glance it's like a bunch of fuck ups and then lamb is just sort of in purgatory but then we start you start to like peel away at the onion a little bit and you get glances of like well maybe lamb is there for other reasons than just he fucked up or you know you're not quite sure yet exactly what you find out is that he is a fucking badass agent yeah. <laughs> yes you do find that out well that's what i mean though even though maybe they're fuck ups or they have character flaws or whatever they're all still like deadly and yes. and that was sort of the interesting thing of like 
how much fun you can have with this fucking misfit group of, of deadly, you know, sort of. Even though Gary Oldman had the best line, and it's and, and when, when uh, with the one guy the uh, that left the the top secret papers on the uh, on the train uh, a- after he accidentally kills that guy, and, and he's like he's like he's like I killed him by accident, and, and Gary Oldman was so, like, yeah, if you had tried, you'd be dead. Or <laughs> yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. If you had actually tried to kill him, you'd be the one that was dead. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, Philip Quick asked us if we've watched Outer Range on Prime. I have not watched that. That's not yet. I think that's new, that's right? The, that just came out. Um, I want to watch that, yes, but I have not watched it yet. That's um, um, man, I'm senior moments tonight. Uh, Josh Brolin. Yes, I was just going to say that. Uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, it seems like a really good cast. I don't know. I don't really know what the show is about yet, but it looked interesting. Yeah. Um, there's so much. There's so much TV. There's just too, just much. too much TV. Too much. All right. How about? We haven't talked any comics yet. We just talked baseball. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. Somebody, uh, Greg says, Greg Porter saying, just finished Station Eleven, which I thought was fantastic. Got me a little <laughs> choked up at the end. I'm not, I don't even know if Station Eleven, I think we, I think I started watching that. <coughs> so, Greg, um, question. Would you agree with me that once you're done with it, Station Eleven, I finally just realized about three quarters of the way through that it is what would happen after the apocalypse if the only people that survived were theater nerds. Oh, that show. <laughs> That's yeah. I haven't I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it was, it was, I enjoyed the yeah. first episode and I haven't gone back to it. So I It's really good and what I like about it is that you know me, I love apoc- you know, post-apocalyptic and you know all of the utopian. You love nothing more stuff. than a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, this is a completely different look at it. There's not, I, I don't even know if there's an actual dead body. I think you see like one dead body in you the entire see a dead body um, series, and yeah, it was it was a much more cheerful apocalypse. Hmm. I love Mackenzie Davis. I I felt it was really good. Yeah, I fell in love with her when she did um, uh, oh, shit, burn. What was it? Uh, oh, it's uh, um, something catch Halt fire. Catch yeah, fire. Halt and catch fire. Halt I catch loved fire. that show so much. That was such a great show that I I felt like didn't get much fanfare. Uh, it's it, it, I, I thought it was such a good show, yeah. and she it's was people, great. It's, I would describe that show as people that. Whose opinions you trust about TV liked that? Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. TV watchers TV show kind of thing. It's yeah. a TV watchers TV show. Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, that was a great show. So I, I'm a big for. I have I have to go back to Station Eleven. I get weird with shows like I I have to like Severance is another show that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Really good show, but it's one of those things where I have to be in the right mood. For you that can't kind of binge show. it yeah. because you might go Am into I... a depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like you know, the Minx or or, or Winning Time is like you know I can watch that every night. Yeah, yeah, and actually, and Slow Horses. I watched the uh, first two episodes the first night and uh, the third one yesterday, and then I was like, oh fuck, the next one doesn't come out till Friday. Yeah, that's the problem with uh, yeah. with some of these yeah. shows. It, I, but it's a six episode season, mm. so. All right, but yes, you were correct. It is awesome. I I had a feeling you might like that yeah. that spy yeah. spy stuff. Um, you know that's usually up your alley, up your yep. That's my jam. Yep, I like that. I like that espionage. Um, but um, I I 
we'll talk some comics. I'm starting with this. <laughs> OCT? Do you remember this? I do remember that, yeah. But I mean, so, I remember the cover. I, that's yeah, about all so I remember. It, OCT, the Occult Crimes Task Force. So I was down, I was uh, moving some photography equipment down in the basement and moving some comics around. And, and I saw this and it just reminded me that we've been talking about Rosario Dawson so much lately on ACTV mm. because she's in DMZ right. and you're just talking about just the, the multitude of comics related roles that she's been in now in her career and you think that she actually co-wrote this oh, comic yeah. from, Im- from Image Comics called o- o- you know OCT Occult Crimes Task Force and she is very obviously a character in it um, but yeah I saw that and it's like yeah she's been She's been doing comic stuff for a while because this was. I wonder if she is a comic nerd. It wouldn't. I mean, if she's an, I think you know, so. an actual. Because yeah. everyone in Hollywood, I think now is sort of, you yeah, know, dude, this two thousand seven. Yeah, she. So she was early in on the game, early in on the comics. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. She's a terrific actress. I mean, she's yeah. really good. Uh, she's 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 that interesting combination of, she's obviously attractive and likable mm-hmm. but also kind of badass kind of a badass and and also a really good actress when she has yeah. uh, you know parts to really dig into or you know she's she's really good yeah so she's she's an interesting sort of combination of things uh as an actor yeah yeah she's uh done a lot of marvel shit man. yeah not, well fuck star wars and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's Asano Taco. Uh, uh, I can't say it. Taco. Taco? Is Asana, uh, Asana Oksana Taco? Bayul? No, not oh. Oksana Bayul. I don't, I don't know. Asana Taco? Taco? No idea. Um, no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Anakin's apprentice. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. Uh, comics. Comics. You go. Well, I, I, I'm not going to go in depth about this one, but I, I reread Batman Year One this week. Uh, just oh, just felt cool. like wanting to read. Yeah, Frank Miller and and, and uh, Mazzucchelli on art needed some awesome in your life. Yeah, well, I why you know I had more Batman. I just I, I wanted to kind of I haven't read it in a while, and I wanted to go back and just sort of give it another glance and just take some time with it and really kind of look at it even because it's a it's one of those books where it's like you know it's mentioned obviously with you know in the canon of the great comics and and great you know yeah right it's legendary it's it's a it's, it's, iconic it's a it's a, it's a rushmore comic yeah i mean it's yeah. and i've always enjoyed it but i don't know if i've ever appreciated it as much as i should have We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. It's hard because it's kind of, it's like Watchmen, DKR, 
a few others that, that kind of fall into that category that it's almost impossible to wash away the nostalgia for those for for those works because we read them as they were coming out. Yeah. You know, when we were, you know, teenagers or preteens. And and so now it's I see what you're saying. It's like I I don't know if I've ever sat down with year one and you know, done like a cartoonist kayfabe, like you know, a critical of sort it. of, yeah, a critical look at. Well, that's it, what right? I that's what I kind of did, and I, uh, I may have been a little high, uh, which I, I have to say is maybe my favorite way to read comic books, um, yeah. because it, I I definitely get way more into them, um, but uh, it's fucking brilliant, I, and I don't know that I gave, I mean. Whenever I, I t- think about year one, I always think about Mazzucchelli. At less so than Miller. Yeah. yeah. Yet, or more, re- more so going, going back and reading that again, it's fucking... Br- I'm sorry. I know Frank Miller has pissed a lot of people off in the last 10 years or whatever. And, and so what? that fucking book is brilliant. And Frank, it, <laughs> yeah. Frank Miller really is a goddamn genius. Um, it, it is so... You can be a genius and an asshole. <laughs> this is true. It's yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can. You're right. They're not mutually exclusive. But it, it just, it just. I don't know that I ever appreciated it as much as I sh- probably should have, and how good that book is. It, it's so good. I enjoyed reading it again so much that I contemplated if I had the fucking free time, I would wanted to do like on our Patreon page a panel by panel breakdown yeah. uh, and annotate and annotate every <laughs> panel in that fucking book because. And every page because it's that, it's that good and it's that well done. And like the pacing and the way that he, I mean, the way that he sort of, you know, it's, it's, as, it's more of a Jim Gordon book than it is a Batman yeah, book. For sure. Honestly, it, 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 what I would, what I would say about it to, to anyone who has not read it, which is probably not our target audience. Um, I, it's probably, the the comic that has been lifted more for for movie stuff than any other Batman comic outside of Detective Twenty Seven. Yeah, probably, you know, probably. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, there, there's more of this that hits you know movie screens than any other. Well, comic it's story. it's. I mean, it's drawn and written like a movie. I mean, it really yeah. is. It's very theatrical in, oh, yeah. in its presentation and. I mean, it's very, you know, uh, it's it's so interesting because Massa Kelly's art is so simple yet complicated in the sense of like he's doing this amazing like golden age takeoff. I mean, the art is very golden age yet in a in a beautiful way, you know, where a lot of the golden age mm-hmm. art wasn't necessarily beautifully done. Um I mean the the some of the character stuff that he does. I mean, there's panels where it's like he barely is putting in the lines of, of, of like Jim Gordon's face, but you know it's Jim Gordon, and and yeah, it's like the hint of the hint oh, of the mustache. It's pretty amazing, yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's it's an it, it was a really interesting experience, like going back and just like really studying it panel by panel, page by page, and and getting even greater an appreciation for both the writing and the art in it. It really is just. Uh, yeah, amazing, and I I feel like I finally have a, a a true appreciation for that book. 
Nice. Well, we were talking about it a little bit whenever we were um, uh, going over Old Man Logan. Were because we? it's yeah, because it uh, one of the things that was neat about Old Man Logan is that that happened in the Wolverine ongoing series. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, right. It, we talked about wasn't that a standalone yeah, yeah, miniseries right. or or you know a, a graphic novel. It was Wolverine well, issue seventy two to seventy you know right. seven or whatever. It's same thing. I think a lot of people forget that that Batman year one was not like a standalone, right. It wasn't a graphic novel. It wasn't, it was, it was four issues in the the run, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was an event though. I mean, it was promoted and advertised of this four issue event with Frank Miller and Mazzagalli. I mean, it was, it was not just like, Oh, Frank Miller's, you know, it was, was so this is what 1980. Is it 1984? Is it the same year as Watchmen and I don't DKR? Remember. I don't think so. I think it's I, it's, I don't. It's eighty six. Maybe maybe eighty five. I don't remember. Right on the heels. I read I mean, the two thousand seven yeah. deluxe edition on Hoopla. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's Frank Miller and and John Byrne and to a maybe a lesser extent, you know, uh, George Perez and and Alan Moore. I mean, those are the biggest names in comics. All putting out their best work within this, you know, few year right. span, and and I think that's part of that announcement. the The hype of that is like, oh shit, it's Miller Mazzucchelli are doing a four issue yeah. run on you know in Batman, and it it was kind of it was smart by the comic companies because it got it drove people to those issues. I'm sure a lot of people just kept buying batman after that yeah probably i mean i think didn't it go didn't like uh didn't they like was it gotham knights or something spun off like immediately after that i felt like another oh batman something maybe i don't remember came out came like right after that if i i thought yeah it was probably whenever they started expanding the 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 line yeah and uh, you know more and more titles i'm sure it helps sales for sure but oh yeah it really is just uh you know but there was one really interesting panel um and reading it again it was like in this day and age this you know i don't know if this was just me reading into it or what but the idea that like frank miller people like you know and i know he's put out some stuff where it certainly says that about him but like the idea that he was necessarily, you know, right wing, left wing, whatever he might have been yeah. at that point in time, he certainly was very liberal and more more of an anarchist, I think, than anything. Yeah, I mean, he, it's it, he was he was definitely leaning more towards the anarchy yeah. but, line than in the first anything. in the first issue. He's a libertarian that went yeah just a little bit farther in the in the uh, in the first issue. You have you know, before Batman ever shows up, Bruce Wayne basically beats up a gang of hookers and then takes out a fucking squad of cops. 
Like that's the first issue. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't take out any crit and then watches a guy die. Like he doesn't take a, but there's, yeah. a, there's one panel where like he, he, you know, puts the, the fake scar on and the hat and he's going undercover as like an army yeah. vet in the worst part of town. And he walks in, like he, he walks into the, the lower East side and he's talking about how horrible it is. This is the worst part of the city. This is the blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, you're a fucking billionaire, dude. Why? Why are you going in dressed as an army vet you fucking lunatic why you're not you know because he's just like walking over you know hobos on the street and ju junkies mm -hmm. and shit and just like commenting on it and it's like yeah you, there was a, it's a little weird i mean there's some it, there's some weird stuff oh yeah it, you know oh, yeah yeah it's all the stuff that you always thought was a little weird but you couldn't quite explain it's all there yeah, now. yeah. You, when you look at it you're like oh oh okay yeah frank was just yeah frank frank was weird uh do you have the uh the artist edition i do i do i have i, I didn't go through that this time because i was reading it oh. before bed uh oh. yeah it's amazing it's amazing that's but that's of, something that's... i can't read no you i, know I, what I mean? do that's one i do pull out from time to time yeah oh it's beautiful that's, i mean mazza yeah. kelly's amazing uh, but it, it's in, like I, I every time I, I see some of the characters that he draws in that book, it's like he's doing Dick Tracy characters. They don't even look like people. They look like these weird, you know, fucking Dick Tracy, you know, kind of characters, you know, villains. And <laughs> yeah, he's doing all sorts of weird shit in that book that you don't necessarily catch the first time around. He does so many different little stylistic things. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Outside outside of Born Again. And and this run and a serious polyp. I mean, what else? I mean, Mazzucchelli's work is so so small. Yeah, I mean, he was doing a lot of commercial work. I think he was doing other yeah. stuff that he and I think oh, yeah. I think comics kind of. He was one of those guys that comics sort of broke his heart or something. I don't know. I, I don't know the whole story, uh, but yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, there's not a lot, unfortunately. There's not a lot. Uh, Philip yeah. Quick asks, sorry if this is a dumb question, but what did Frank Miller do to catch so much hate? Um, after 9-11, Frank said some very... Islamophobia. Yeah, Islamophobia kind of stuff. He put out, uh, what was the name of that? Holy Terror. Holy Terror, which was originally supposed yeah. to be a Batman story yeah. and dc's like whoa yeah because he was basically whoa, yeah it was, whoa, 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 it was whoa, whoa, batman whoa. fighting terrorists um yeah. and so yeah and killing them brutally and killing them brutally which i mean we talked about this before it's like 9-11 yeah. he's a you know frank's a new yorker he he lived in new york yeah 9-11 was it's something broken. that he reacted yeah. Two in a you know uh, a visceral way visceral yeah and it's it's like I don't know I you know I, I I think people maybe make more of it than maybe they should one way or the other you know I don't you know it's like it was his way of maybe dealing with it you know it's like mm -hmm. a couple thousand people were fucking brutally murdered by terrorists in planes and who did, you know who did we blame you know who was responsible I don't you know I don't know who you know, I I can't sit here and fucking answer all the political things, but it's understandable from some perspective of like someone was really affected by that and they put it in their art form. Is it right or wrong? Or, you know, I don't, that's not how art should be judged. I don't think necessarily from a political uh, yeah. perspective, but whatever. So that, but yeah, 
that's basically it. And, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, once you get a certain age, yeah. I think people just want to see you done away with. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, and I think he, I think he started being very point blank about a lot of the things that he believed in that were, as we have been talking about, just kind of like hinted at in the comics. And he kind of clarified a lot of those, one of those beliefs. And that's, you know, that's okay. Frank, be Frank. He's still, he's still, you know, one of the greatest comic book creators of all time and for sure will always be you know viewed that way i think uh wayne has a uh a, a good comparison for for mazzucchelli and that's paul pope that's a guy that you know when he does something people take note and there's just never seems like there's enough of it even though i think paul pope at this point has done a lot more than mazzucchelli did yeah i would agree i would agree but yeah pope is definitely i think sean murphy was around that you Murphy know, was like that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't do a ton of shit. And when you saw it, it was like, whoa. Bruce Tim. Yeah, but he was busy doing, you know, other stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, when he does comics right. work, it right. It's an event. And and it just and it happens, you know, a couple times a decade, you get, you know, like maybe an issue out of it. I would say, you know, yeah. Sinkevich is a guy that's kind of like that. I mean, other than covers. I see that he's doing something at Marvel. Uh he didn't announce what, but he said he's he just started a new job at Marvel, whatever that means. I don't know if that's, mm. you know, uh, a comic. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's bringing back Moon Knight. I don't know. Maybe he's going to work on Electra Assassin twenty twenty two. Maybe Steranko. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another guy. Steranko. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's speaking uh, of Chris you know, is, Electra. Mm, uh, I, was, I was going to say Chris is going to tell the Steranko story now. <laughs> no, when, when we when we had to get him in when we when we got him into New York Comic Con, yeah, 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 that was good stuff. We I didn't take advantage of that enough. No, definitely not. After the after the fact, definitely not. So, but uh, yeah, what were you going to say? No idea. Oh, what are you reading? You you go. I I talked about oh year one. Um. So. Uh, guy in chicago that that you probably know him more way more than i do but um uh was kind of you know around the the comic scene and knew he was a you know aspiring writer and all that uh just happened to uh read two books of his in the last week and uh talking about uh michael Morikai. oh yeah 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 I, I, it's uh yes. he's a great guy a terrific he's writer. a great guy yeah. and i hadn't read much of his stuff a little bit here and there um leading up to this but uh did you pick up the stranger thing or stranger things Kamchakta? Kamchakta. I, I did not i <laughs> yeah. did not see that i didn't i didn't pick it up yet i'm having all of the uh pronunciation <laughs> yeah you're tonight. having <laughs> it's a it's osaka osaka tano not taco i don't tano, tano taco yeah. um but uh stranger things kamchaka kamchaka yeah i don't think that's a kamchaka kamchaka it's a it's a it's it's a it's a it's a city the, or a country. The rest of the... It's, right, it's Russian. Okay. It's Russian. All right. I it's don't Russian. know. Um, but did you read it? I didn't. I didn't read it. Tell me about it. Read it. Go. Oh, well, read I, it now okay. and then come All back. Right, I'll, come, I'll read uh, it. Art by a, oh God, some guy uh, named Todor. <laughs> and I'm not even going to try his last name. You're having... Uh, it's all consonants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It kind of... It, it just uh, fits into that... Uh, 
you know, Stranger Things universe and a little side story, but uh, on the other side of the uh, the upside down in in Russia. So this is a Russian story oh. about uh, about them investigating the uh, the underneath, actually capturing one of the crazy monsters from the uh, from the underneath. They just announced that the villain or the upside down. I'm sorry, the upside oh, down. The new villain uh, in the season four was just announced as sort of a uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons lich god or something. I guess. Oh yeah, it's a lich. A lich. Is it a lich fist? Lich. <laughs> it is. Yeah, lich fist. Uh, yeah, right. Michael Morkai is an interesting. I he like you said he was sort of when we were just kind of stopping doing the podcast the first yeah. time around and. And uh, he was just kind of coming up as a writer. And I had gotten yeah. to know him a little bit. I, I think I spent an evening at a Christmas party or something talking with yeah. him. And just it's like he was like, you know, friends, friends with friends of ours. <laughs> right, right, kinda, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then all of a sudden he wrote a book and then he wrote comics and then he's super prolific. Yeah. Now he's written Star Wars stuff and all sorts. He's writing all sorts of comic mm -hmm. books and a really good writer. Uh, and a really good guy. I've talked to him a few yeah. times. I, I I have kept trying to get him on the show a while back, and and just I think I might have. I think he might have been on the show at some point. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, a really good writer, and and yep. uh, he does a lot of horror stuff. And yeah. he's all he's all over the yeah. place, and it does some you know IP stuff. The Stranger Things seems to be a real good match for his voice. Uh, yeah, he's good totally you know enthralled with the story it's a uh, it's it's enough of a a little pocket of that that i think he's able to tell his own story um uh, but just in that in that universe which is cool but uh yeah Kamchaka. it was yeah and i'm looking forward to uh i saw the trailer for season four yes i can't wait i'm these yeah. kids are going to be like 27 years old by the time they get this uh this is this it is this last season I don't know. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I, I, part of me hopes it is. Part of me hopes it isn't. I've enjoyed yeah. it so much, but it's taking so much time to get, you know, get them out that it's like these kids are going to be having the kids of their own soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but definitely I, I, grown up. I, I still love the whole concept of Stranger Things and just the whole aesthetic and, and everything about it, really. So. The comics, it's comics have been pretty good. Most of the comics that I've read. Uh, I actually do. Yeah. yeah. And I don't read that many. Well, I guess we actually have been reading a lot of, you know, IP, you know, IP comics between, you know, the Star Wars stuff that we've been checking yeah. out. And, yeah. So, well, I mean, all every superhero <laughs> comic that we read technically. <laughs> yeah. At this point, at this point. But, uh, um, anyway, he, uh, he did an, uh, another book that just came out called The Joneses. The Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. I did see that. I did not read it. Uh, yeah, either. it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, um, the idea. It's uh, that you know, mild spoilers here. Um, the the setup is that there was an event that happened at some point, and a lot of people died, and a lot of people got superpowers, and the people that got superpowers are 
uh, feared, and it's kind of almost an X Men vibe mm-hmm. that they're the the distrusted mutant kind of things. And this focuses on one family that the Joneses who are hiding the fact that their entire family now has powers of some sort. Oh, why are they hiding it? Um, fear and uh, fear like, and distrust. Fear uh, because there's a. a movement within the neighborhood to expel anyone neighborhood you know, watch nice neighborhood, neighborhood watch <laughs> you know it's just like you, you know, always yeah, count on uh, your neighbors yeah. to, to yeah exactly <laughs> you know, be there even when things get bad uh so yeah yeah it was a you know interesting interesting book sounds so, interesting yeah. i'll have to check it out especially being always a... like to see it when i'm chicago guys yeah i was just gonna say that i gotta you know as a chicago guy i gotta gotta definitely uh support those dudes those good dudes that always supported mm-hmm. us so much yep. so there i you go i read another batman book um you're digging the bat these days. i am really into batman i think yeah. the movie the new batman movie kind of really reinvigorated my my love of yeah. batman but um, that's uh out on hbo next week yeah i think uh the think so. 18th or something like that 18th yeah, yeah. so i'm Tuesday, Monday. At, the, at this point, I, w- I was going to go see it in the in the theater, but uh, at this point, I'm just going to watch Wait, it on yeah, HBO. Yeah, it's three hours, dude. I mean, it's a three hour dude. movie. Uh, it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like a three hour movie, kind of doesn't. But yeah, I mean, it's three hours. It's hard for me to do that at the theater. Yeah. I'm too old. A, it, <laughs> I did it. I, I went and saw it at the theater, and yeah, and yeah it's. It, I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Okay, but it's cool. three hours. I mean, it you yeah. know you're there all fucking night. So yeah, I don't blame you necessarily. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it again, but it's gonna be one of those movies that I'm gonna watch in chunks probably. Like you know, yeah. I don't know that I'm gonna sit down and watch, watch hour. an hour here, yeah. an hour there, yeah. fall asleep, go mow the grass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I read. I read that, well, I, I talked about last week. I reread um the Azarello and Rizzo Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, which was really the as as we mentioned the best part about Flashpoint. Yeah, 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 and the Thomas Wayne story. So this is Flashpoint Beyond, the Jeff Johns and Rizzo, which is weird. It's that just, I mean, you know, like when you hear about team ups and it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, which Azarello and Rizzo was fucking. Yeah, this is this is this is more like fish and ice cream. Yeah, I, I I feel like right? I feel like Johns is trying to do Azarello, but I don't know if it's just because I because the art is just I I just associate Rizzo so fucking much with Azarello's writing. But then I read yeah. this and I'm like, well, this isn't Azarello. This is I don't know who this is. This is Jeff Johns, I guess. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't dislike it. I, I just, it took yeah. me a little bit to get into it. I mean, the art is gorgeous. It's maybe, it's yeah, it's, it's but it's, I have to give um, the colorist, uh, Trish Mulvihill. Yeah. Uh, did some she, she, beautiful, yeah. beautiful work on some of this art. Cause it, it goes yeah. between like the traditional coloring of Rizzo's art to mm-hmm. this more like watercolory. Well, they they effect. may be working collaborating together because she's been coloring him for a for long while, time. Yeah. She did she did the entire hundred bullets run, I think. Well, this is I mean, this is 
I feel like a little bit of an evolution, at least for her work okay. um, on this. And I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't, it, it was, it was interesting because it wasn't like the whole book was that way. And it wasn't like it was um, done in a way where it, it separated itself from one another. But it was interesting where like, there were times where it was, it was used as sort of, you know, sh additional shading and, and, and watercolory kind of effect. And I thought it was really good. It, it worked really well. Um, and it just enhanced Rizzo's work even more, I thought. And uh, especially like there was a, a whole sequence with a with Barry. There's, I will say this about John's. He did do, he did do a good job of pretending to be uh, as a Rillo in the scene where basically Thomas Wayne. So the, the story is it, it's very much like flashpoint except okay. in this one, Thomas Wayne wakes up and he is in a world that he doesn't recognize. He, he, cause, cause originally Barry Allen fixed everything, right? Barry Allen had, had gone back in time to save. I'll give you a flashpoint reminder, <laughs> refresher. So in flashpoint, Barry Allen had, gone back in time to save his mother, but it screwed up time all over the place, right? And and one of the places was Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne in, in, a, in I don't know, whatever Earth, uh, in this alternate Earth, basically Joe Chill didn't kill Thomas and Martha. He killed Bruce and Martha, uh, just Bruce Wayne. Just Bruce. And so Thomas Wayne becomes this very <laughs> vengeful Batman and Martha, through uh, you know her sort of morose and just sadness of losing her son, she becomes the Joker, and that and that so that's how uh, Barry Allen fucked up their universe. <laughs> it's always fucking Barry's fault. But in Flashpoint, he fixes all that and it goes back to normal, right? Like after a while, I, that's how it happens. So in this, this starts but, off mm -hmm. where now all, somebody has screwed that all up again. And uh, Martha was the Bruce did die. Martha was the Joker. She died, uh, and now Harvey Dent's kids are kidnapped. And so there's this whole thing. But Thomas Wayne wakes up and he realizes that something's wrong. That this isn't this isn't the way things are supposed to be. So he remembers everything, and so he goes looking for answers. Um, and he one of the things he does is he hunts down Barry Allen. And Barry Allen is just Barry Allen. He's not the Flash. And so Thomas Wayne <laughs> decides, well, I don't have time to wait, so I'm going to turn you into the Flash. And he straps him into a chair on the roof of a building, surrounds him with chemicals, and puts him... Oh, Jesus puts Christ. Him, puts his fucking lightning rod, basically. <laughs> That's up. not fucked up. It was... It was and I won't tell you how it ends, but it was fucked up. Was, <laughs> slightly, like, slightly charred Barry Allen. <laughs> it was, it was like, okay, that was that was a good Azarillo. That was that was dark and fucked up uh, as I expected. So that I will yeah. say that for John. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not just that though. I mean, Azarillo, he he is a wordsmith. Yeah, not not just the fucked up part no, of, no, no. of his brain. It's he paints a picture with words that is very. 
he he very specific to him. He writes jazz with his words. I mean, he yes. you know what I mean. Like he is lyrical, and yeah, he mm-hmm. has just such a rhythm. And and John's as good of a comic book writer as John's is. He's just he's not yeah. that. And you can almost hear the metronome. Yeah, you know, with with Azarillo's dialogue and with combined with Rizzo's art, it's just like you know those two are so simpatico it's just it just works yeah. so well together and it's just well, this beautiful sort of thing now that like i said this yeah. was good i enjoyed it uh, you know i'm gonna there, continue there's, reading it there's no one better in comics than 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 rizzo with azarello telling stories just through art that are are happening in the background right how many how many like background stories did they tell in a right. hundred bullets? You know, there's always something going on that, that may not be in the, in the forefront or in, you know, whatever, you know, whatever plot line you're, you're, you know, currently on. And there's just always something going on that would, you know, either foreshadow, you know, future stuff or just be these neat little vignettes. He's so good at doing that. And plus John's is just such a comic book nerd that he expects everyone to have the same fucking level of, nerd knowledge that he has so it's like he puts these characters and things and you know and it's just like i don't know who the fuck is this i don't know who this is who are the time masters who is you know mm-hmm. i don't know who these characters are i mean it doesn't matter at the end of the day but yeah uh it's just one of those things but you know I, like i said i don't want to shit on jeff johns he's a, he's a terrific comic book writer i just it was just hard to sort of get past it initially seeing rizzo's work with someone else it just doesn't make my brain yeah. doesn't want to want to you know make sense of it for some reason whenever i see rizzo i think azarello i just yeah. I, I can't help i it. i think johns is in the best role as as like the what he's chief creative officer Somewhere. because he has an incredible love for this universe and these characters and he's really really good at at coming up with ideas to make them feel nostalgic, but at the same time relevant. Yeah. Right. I agree. He's really, really, that is, that is the, the, the core of what makes him a really good creative. Um, So I think that is, I, I like that aspect more than I actually like reading his comics now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But He's Jeff John, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What read we it. Can. Don't read it. it doesn't don't read matter. it. Sorry, yeah. it can matter. Uh, so yeah, but, but, it, yeah. but it was good. I, I I'm looking forward to see where this goes. I like Thomas Wayne Batman a little bit. I mean, I I, I enjoy him as just sort of this, you know brutal no nonsense kind of batman running crazy, around crazy crazy yeah, yeah. A little driven a little more driven once again i i love i love batman because you can tell all sorts of stories with him and different you know uh, the fact oh. that you can you know use different universes now and actually literally have different batman batman bat yeah. bat people i the, the batman you know 66 exists in his own little Daddy bat does. universe. Daddy does. That it, and that's fine. If that's your Batman, that's that's awesome. You know, Neil Adams shirtless Batman. Yeah, he's out there. <laughs> Neil Adams shirtless Batman. I don't know who needs that, but he's out there if you need it. Hey, if you want it. Hey, there's plenty of people that 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 want, that want shirtless uh, Batman. And I'm not judging. No. Uh 
yeah, it's you know, even the I mean, there's a comic on the stands now. What the Batman '89? It's basically the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, he's coming back, right? In something Flash movie or something? I don't know. Tim. Uh, oh, Michael, Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is yeah, he's as uh, as as old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's is it going to be? Are they doing Batman Beyond? I don't know. I don't remember. No, it's he's. I mean, it's going to be like in the. I think it's in the Flash movie because the Flash, you know, could go to different. Oh, it depends if that Ezra Wish's nuts keeps getting arrested. He got arrested again. Yeah, that's true. They may have to fucking scrap those movies, which would be yeah. What that a, dude, that that dude, he keeps fucking stepping. He's a drunk. He's yeah. He's a yeah. 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 Wayne said it. They're doing basically. They're doing the Flashpoint movie. Or at least that's what, oh. yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that won't fucking confuse anyone. Mm, hey, man, people are geeks now. They just got to go and you, they just go to YouTube and they'll watch a video and it'll explain it all to them so they don't have to read the comics. Don't worry about it. I don't understand Flashpoint. I, I read this and I'm yeah. like, I got to read Flashpoint. I don't remember anything from Flashpoint. You don't have to. Uh, yeah. Oh, the title of the movie is Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. They're all just right. leaning all the way in. All right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, they did it in the, in the, uh, the TV show already flash yeah. essentially they, you know, and he was in it, that flash, the drunk beat up guy flash was in the flash TV show. Oh, he showed up on the TV show. I believe so. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Briefly. Oh yeah. 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 Well, see, so that's the beauty of, you know, of multiverses is that the, the, there is a, there is an earth CW. There, there is an earth CW. <laughs> And that's exactly what it's I would terrible. call it. It's all terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Or, the, no, it's 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 yeah, it's good for an episode or two. It's, and that's it's good for right. a season, and then too many characters. Yeah. And if, if this is how I describe it, so Marta will have the TV on as background while she's working. She's one of the people that can do that. I have trouble with TV on. I'm a music person, but she has uh, some sort of Law and Order on. Pretty much all. Yeah, I. That's how I look at the CW, DC universe. It's like that is actually something I could have on in the background. Yeah, you don't have to really pay fine. attention to it. Yeah, you just kind of it's there. You almost absorb it, you know, through osmosis. You know, that's what baseball is for. Baseball is a good one. Yeah, back to exactly. baseball. Back to baseball. Yeah. I read Everything another. Uh, so another book that has to do with like old superheroes and time travel and you know all, all the things that are popular today um okay. it was called project superpowers fractured state um Ooh. from uh, that's a dynamite it's a dynamite book and i i've okay so yeah. project superpowers project superpower is that the that's the series that originally what alex ross was doing covers for yeah pro- and that was kind of the, that was the big draws were the uh the alex ross covers. it's all like um public domain characters yeah. black terror and the flag and uh, you know the, the and they've done a shit ton of those books and i've always kind of wanted to read them and and i've dipped my toe in them a little bit but for the most part a lot of them i felt weren't not that good um, this one was actually pretty good and I enjoyed it. And it was basically, uh, um, a character, uh, the character, the flag 
who's like a Captain America-ish mm-hmm. kind of character from the Golden Age. Yeah. Um, he is sort of battling someone in the shadows that looks like it's maybe Black Terror, but you never really see. And uh, he... Which is a great name. The Black Terror, yeah. And a great costume. Black Terror's got a great costume. Yes. Um, great costume. Uh, but he gets defeated, and then he uh, wakes up like in the year 2057 or something like that. And it's a kind of a police state and all the heroes are gone. Uh, and you just have him. And then he's like picked up, he's rescued by like three black terrors. And they're like the only <laughs> ones left. And he's very confused. And but it was, it was really, I really kind of enjoyed it. Like it was, I was, I was glad I, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And and it looked really good. That was the biggest thing because I feel like a lot of times in the dynamite books, their biggest downfall is that they just don't get good enough artists. And, and I, there've been many, many times with the dynamite book that I'm interested in the concept or the idea or the character. Mm -hmm. And I open the book and I'm just like, can't get past the art. Yeah. They just need, to hire better artists uh, for their books. This one had a good artist. And and I, I'm going to look up uh, who it was because I really want to give credit where credit is due. Hold on one second. Yeah, I always felt that that was kind of the... It was kind of the, the rap on them and most of the comics that were coming out of dynamite it's yeah yeah it was it was it was it was a second tier publisher it, yeah it just what it just was and you know i don't know if it's a matter of just purely a financial financial thing where they just can't afford to get better artists or it was simply uh, like they just didn't have an eye for it you know, whoever yeah. was sort of hiring, but this is written by, uh, okay. I didn't even realize this. This, it was written by Ron Mars and Andy Lanning. So right there you have two. Oh, that's yes. yeah. Uh, the art is by Emilio Utrera. Utrera? U-T-R-E-R-A. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who is, but it was really good. I mean, this looked like, you know, as good <laughs> as anything coming out of Marvel or DC. And, and, okay. uh, you know, as far as just purely from an art standpoint, it, it was, uh, it looked great. And it, that, that really got me to read the, the whole book. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of an interesting story. I, I want to, I want to kind of see where this goes. Um, it, it, it actually, it, who the art reminds me of a bit is Paul Pelt- Peltier. Remember Paul Peltier? Mm-hmm. Peltier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Peltier, however. You, I don't remember how to say it. But. Yeah. Well, he did stuff with, with Landing, right? Didn't he do some Guardian stuff? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He did a bunch yeah. of Fantastic Four and all mm-hmm. sorts of... But that's what it kind of feel. The art has that feel to it a little bit. Body shapes, yes. character designs, that kind of thing. But I like I, I actually liked it. It was just sort of like, oh, okay, this is this is something I can jump into. I don't really have to know anything about any of these characters. Um, even though you know they've been around since forever. But uh yeah, I I I hope that Dynamite starts using better artists because I think they have you know they have good uh good ideas and good concepts mm-hmm. and characters and stuff like that. I love the idea of like using, you know, public domain well, characters, but they just, what it know. sounds, what it sounds like to me is that they may be finding uh, artists outside of the United right, States that are cheaper and better. 
Yeah, which but Marvel, that, uh, hey. which Marvel's been fucking doing since the seventies. Absolutely, CBCB <laughs> Sabolsky was the fucking guy to find those guys. I mean, yeah. that was basically his job before he was the you know. But I, I remember him saying at a at a at a convention, he said it's it's almost like clock, clockwork. As soon as as a country gets uh, widespread broadband access, we start getting submissions yeah. from from artists sure, and. Sure. And it's just kind of like, you know, they come in in waves. And yeah, that's he was kind of he was their international talent scout. I mean, you know, and, and Wayne saying, you know, Dynamite doesn't pay that much for their artists. They're cheap. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are other companies that probably aren't paying, you know, that much more that maybe have a better eye for talent or work a little harder to find those talents. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Is Boom paying a, t- a ton more? I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know if Boom is paying a bunch more pay, you know, higher, much higher pay. IDW. Yeah. There seems like there's other places that get really good artists. Oni. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, Dynamite. I don't know. Just fucking yeah. get better artists somehow. Find it. Find yeah. them. Find them. Or just give all your work to this dude, this Emilio, <laughs> at least until he gets scooped up by someone else, some other publisher that pays him better. Which is okay. Well, that's what he's how doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how it should be. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, it was pretty cool. cool. It was it was twenty yeah, the year was twenty fifty two and it's yeah, Project Superpowers twenty fifty two. Fractured state. Uh states. Fact, fractured states number one. That's oh so it's Fractured, it's it's Project Superpowers. It, it, Project Superpowers, Fractured colon, State. Fractured okay. States, number one. Yeah, there's a ton of, I mean, there's a shit ton of Project Superpowers. That come out this week? I believe it did, yes. Okay. Maybe cool. this week or last week, I can't remember. I don't know, I was catching up still. I had I had stuff. Last week. Yeah. Oh, it was last week, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Terror is just a cool costume. Just the skull Absolutely. and crossbones and... The little domino mask. It's it's a very yeah. You always kind of get the feeling that IDW or uh, Dynamite uh, um, got the rights or not the rights, but they started started getting these public domain characters and and doing these for movie deals. <laughs> something. I, some, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what uh, you know. I mean, I think it was just a cheap way to have like superheroes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like instead of like creating your own, it's like oh, we have you know. Uh, yeah. But. Um, it's the old Doc Savage thing. Yeah, There's some just use some public domain. Oh, yeah, it's some it's, shitty uh, public. It's, Al- it's Alan. It's Alan. It's Alan Moore and uh, and <laughs> what uh, O'Neill. It's a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, right. Public domain characters. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a ton. There is a shit ton of public domain superhero characters out there. Um, you know, these are some of the Superman. More is Superman public domain now? to a to a to a very limited extent, extent yeah it's as, as he first appeared so but uh like lois uh, we we just talked about this um like Did lois we? and and jimmy olsen and they are not and you know like the superman that is public domain can't fly he can just leap really far <laughs> i think i want to do a superman comic book just you public do domain that. super public yeah. domain superhero character i'm someone has to have done that by now i would think i'm gonna do a because yeah because that's been a few years that 
Let's see. We got uh, Miss Fury, the Butterfly, the original Daredevil, the Green mm-hmm. Llama, Moon Girl, Captain Battle, Red Rube, Santa Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus is superhero, Dorothy, yeah. and Astro Man. The Green Llama was that. The Green Llama was that in a Project Superpowers? I know I've a, seen. I that think so. I believe so. Comics. Yeah, I believe. I believe he has been. Yes. Yeah. Jethro Dumont, a rich resident of New York City, spent 10 years in Tibet studying to be a Lama, a Buddhist guru, <laughs> and learning many mystical secrets in the process. He returned to the United States in order to spread the Buddhist teachings, but after witnessing a murder, he realized he could be of more help by fighting evil and crime. He receives his green <laughs> He receives his green lama powers by reciting the mantra Om Mani Padme Hum. DeMont is also endowed with superhuman abilities acquired through his scientific knowledge of radioactive salts. <laughs> so there you go. There's the, the green llama. His super, superhuman nice. strength is nearly invulnerable, can levitate, and can summon ghosts to aid him. What? Ghosts? Why? Why ghosts? Oh, that's funny. Uh, yep. Ooh, there's a character called okay. Six-Gun Gorilla. What? That sounds amazing. Right? <laughs> that sounds awesome. He's a gorilla with a bandolero and a six gun on his hip. Six gun gorilla was an ape named O'Neill who was an infant, was kidnapped and brought from Africa to the United States where he was sold to a protector or a prospector named Bart Masters of Colorado. Masters was a loving owner whom the gorilla grew to love like a father. Bart Masters taught his gorilla to dig, fetch firewood, gather water, cook clean, and most importantly, load and fire a revolver. Unfortunately, Bart Masters was murdered by Tut Strawhan, leader of the oh, Strawhan God. gang, in order to learn what Masters knew about the great mother load. O'Neill... <laughs> O'Neill swore revenge on his master's killer's Masters killers and set out armed and dangerous to kill every member of the straw hand gang with apparently a super intelligent gorilla as well, which they don't even mention with only his bandolier and two six shooters. The ape tracked down and killed the murderers one by one. However, the six gun gorilla died just as he killed his nemesis tut straw hand. Oh, he died, man. That's a Quentin Tarantino movie, (laughs) the six gun gorilla. That's uh, I think I'm a, I want to. That's br- fantastic. I think we should bring six six gun gorilla back. I, I don't know. It writes itself, right? His original name was O'Neill. Yeah. First appeared in Wizard, nineteen thirty nine. Oh, Jesus! Not that wizard, I guess. A different wizard. Yeah, different wizard. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, want to thank everyone for chiming in in the comments section. Quite the conversation going on over there tonight. I think I'm going to do a uh, a weekly um, public domain superhero, <laughs> public domain superhero of the week. That would be amazing. That'd be kind yeah. of fun, right? We can start. We can start to put together our own like Justice League. Yeah, we could just out of uh, come up with all sorts yeah. of. There's a there's a do our well do our own League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> yes, this is true. And and Six Gun Gorilla is on the team. Oh. No question. He may be the leader. I mean, he's <laughs> obviously incredibly intelligent. And a badass. And a, and a badass gorilla. He's a gorilla <laughs> with two six guns. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, uh, Stephen Orr said uh, he thinks that Boom may have done a Six Gun Girl oh, book I'm a few years ago. So. To pick that up. Yeah, something that cool is not going to get past right? you know, these companies that have obviously done a Google search of public domain superheroes. Peacemaker is a public domain. Character. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess you couldn't do the the current version, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that how that works. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's weird. Could I just do a peacemaker? Uh, do it until they sue you. Eh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to take that chance. I don't know. I'm yeah, not sure. Not peacemaker, that. my peacemaker comic book is gonna do that well. Um, we mentioned the. Uh, the patreon earlier patreon. uh check that out uh patreon.com forward slash around comics and you get uh extra content like me and sal talking about tvs and movies like we did a little bit tonight uh tom will do some tom verses coming up here and we've got uh, k billy super sounds uh inglorious bastards is our current tarantino movie the we've got that in a couple weeks bastards uh our uh, book of the month is uh, oh but it's not it's uh, trade talks trade talks our trade talks is uh once in future once in Karen future. Dillon, yeah, yeah yeah which i uh got on the hoopla and uh read the first issue and uh it was good all right well save the rest for that for that, for that for trade talk trade talk that's what probably a couple weeks from now not sure yeah. yeah yeah what is it the 14th yeah a couple weeks yeah something like that so a couple weeks uh so yeah that's what i got that's everything for me man everyone have uh an awesome safe uh easter this weekend don't blow Hopefully. up any uh chickens or uh, is that what you do on easter you turkeys blow up, blow up church chickens i don't know kill rabbits you murder murder rabbits and dip them in chocolate is that <laughs> you drown rabbits in chocolate is that kind of that's not your kind Easter of tradition? Up Easter, did you have? No, oh, I don't know. Up? <laughs> we drowned rabbits in chocolate and put them on the mantle. <laughs> that was our <laughs> and then deep fried them. Um, not everybody does that. Deep fried chocolate rabbits. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, have a have an awesome Easter weekend, and uh, we will back. We will be back next Thursday. Uh, eight o'clock central standard time and uh you can also get this podcast blah 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 in the meantime in between time we're gonna be everywhere in hand around, hand around comics sure everyone missed tom tonight fuck them you yeah. know it, uh, i'm tired of these tom lovers it's enough yeah. you know Tom's the tom gloms the tom gloms <laughs> is glom on to tom tom gloms you know, Tom's not that likable, honestly. You know, people, you know he really is. He's kind of a curmudgeon-y, <laughs> right? You know, crabby son of a bitch. Yeah. And I don't know why everybody mm-hmm. likes him so much. I'm crabby. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes me. What the hell? Yeah. Screw it's you, a different kind Tom of Gloms. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.